Welcome to the objective review, the very, very, very objective review of the horrible movie, The Last Airbender. Probably too objective, actually. <laughs> it's possibly too objective because we find some decent things to say about this film. But in objective review, break the movie down into six categories and assign weights with them, depending on the genre, to have the most honest, unbiased, objective review as possible. And I'm sure you've noticed this other person sitting next to me. If you know it's on the podcast, you know who this is. This is Sean. Uh, we co- he co-hosts the podcast with me after our last podcasters. And uh, and if you've been following along, we just watched The Last Airbender. It's really nerve-wracking to do a movie review because it seems like much bigger than... Like, when we review an episode, like if I have weird ideas on rankings, like it's no big deal. It's just one episode out of 60. It's like doing a movie. I feel like I actually have to it's, really try and focus. It feels like a bigger deal. But at least it's just this movie, so, you know. It's a very big deal. This is the... If anyone wants to go find the most objective view of the movie, this is honestly where you go. If you search objective movie review, my name will probably be the third on the list. <laughs> no spoilers. This is probably the softest review of this movie. I mean, we not the nicest, but just generally. There's nothing to spoil in this movie besides. I mean, there is, I yeah. guess, but if you've seen the show, you get a general sense of this film. I think that's fair. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think we're very fair here, too. I appreciate what we've tried to do. <laughs> tried very little hive mighty. We would find something. We'd be like, yeah. And then we'd try really hard to look for something similar to that again. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, there it is again. It's good. See? Good good things. Yeah. If, if, you have, if this is the first time visiting, we do a podcast by Avatar The Last Airbender fairly frequently. And also, I do a lot of movie reviews where I try to give the most honest objective review as possible. And because we're huge fans of the show, this is coming into conflict a little bit here, but I do think we do a fairly good job. This will not replace one of your regularly scheduled movie reviews because it's not worth that. Which they're not regularly scheduled. They're, oh, I actually figured you had so like every week, every Friday, I want to go see this movie. <laughs> I assumed you had a regular operating schedule. Uh, sort of. Oh. Um, Anyway, let's go ahead and get started, I suppose. We'll Why give not? our first objective thoughts, and I think we'll kind of probably dig into the movie a little bit more subjective after we give our objective rating. All right, so first category is story. And I will say the story, it's its the story of Avatar Last Airbender. If it was just bunched up into a lot of just different crap, and also they take out certain elements that were pretty vital to the story um but the general plot is the same the what they chose to take out and what they chose to leave in is baffling (laughs) but the structure of book one of avatar the last airbender is there and that's not a bad thing it's it's fairly there yeah and i think we and we were saying before so in and a video I have about the the things that the Netflix show should do. I mentioned that Aang should have a little bit more of an arc. Or if he doesn't have an arc, make him more um, influential and inspiring on other people. This movie tried to do some of that. But I think it really failed a lot. Which makes me kind of want to take back my suggestion. <laughs> just a little bit. It just went to the other... When you're saying have an arc, you want some dynamic. You want Aang at some highs and some lows. And this movie is just the opposite of the TV show. It was just all drama, all lows. Yeah. Not not like real drama, like poorly manufactured mm-hmm. drama. So I don't even know that it's fair to say that it tried those. So your your suggestion, <laughs> your suggestion true. holds true. It just took the other side of Aang too far, and it 
it's not good no, no so no don't don't get down on yourself also go watch that which is probably more interesting than watching us talk about this movie uh yeah that was a good video by the way oh, i enjoyed well, it well, thank you gave me hope after watching this or I, before watching this but you know was, what i mean that was, the, that was the goal and then this movie just it shot did, that yeah. it yeah. actually did make me more apprehensive about certain things uh, yeah. but mm-hmm. i think it'll i think it'll be great I'm not gonna let this movie affect my opinions yeah but there is, I mean, in this movie, there is a general plot of the Avatar has to stop the Fire Nation. Although, they don't really say why. They don't really mention the comet. So they're, they're so until the does, deleted until scene. The, yeah. Well, no, that was the end scene. That was the end credit scene in that one. Um, but they don't, they don't give you You're that right, yeah. that ticking Tom bomb of like Aang has to do this for this certain time frame, and so that just lessens the conflict in the story. And speaking of conflict, this movie completely lacks, I think, on a lot of the conflict that happens in between the characters. Like, characters are just, they're so separated, which is weird to say, because Avatar, I feel like everything is connected. Um, but here they all feel very separated. And to, going back to what you're saying about the story, also, is that there's you said taking time bomb, and that's really appropriate, because there's never... There's never a sense of urgency, even against the fire. You know that he's supposed to kind of stop the Fire Nation, but you're not really sure why. Yeah. But it never really even feels that way. It just sort of feels like bouncing from one piece of storyline to the next until they happen to collide. Like, you never get the same buildup at all. So mm-hmm. um, I think that's where the lack of conflict comes into, or it, where it feels like a lack of real conflict. It feels like they just happen to end up at the, at the uh, North Pole together. Yes. Um, and... Gosh, I feel like I should take back my rating here, but there's also exposition, and I and I think about exposition when it comes to story because how you're kind of telling the story, and there's so much exposition in this film. I think I estimated I should. I'm not gonna watch this movie again. Don't do it. I've watched this movie five times in a row. No, I'm sorry. I'm completely misspoke there. What? I've watched this movie five times in the span of its existence. Jeez, what type of torture would that be to watch the movie five, five times in a row i've never um, watched a good movie three times in a row I like a good movie I've i watched, might watch it back to back i watched the lion when i was a kid i would watch lion king the, probably yeah. three times back to back in a row yeah but when you're a kid you'll pop in anything That's and true. then right that, that don't even count that don't even count uh but my point is i think there's this movie of, of that dialogue i think 70 percent of it is just pure exposition and done in the most horrible way possible I have nothing to add to that. It's absolutely true. It's really, really... uh, And I wasn't even... I was talking to Chris more than I was listening to the dialogue. And then when I'd stop and pay attention, I'd be like, I don't need to listen to this. Yeah. So, uh, terrible. Yeah, the... the, Terrible dialogue. Yeah, the story... And my score here on the story is purely reflective of the overall plot of Avatar, the first season, which this movie kept some of it and then so i can't knock it down too far into an area where people probably think it should be knocked down to so for me the story gets a seven out of ten i went with a a, i went with a five out of ten and i'm going to try my best to come up with an analogy on the fly which is like if you took your favorite picture of yourself to a caricature artist and you're like here capture this in in terrible form (laughs) and so you can still like tell it's there but it's really bad and stupid uh, but I gave it a five, just thinking it 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 keeps enough of what you're after. Looking watching an Airbender movie, I suppose. Mm-hmm. All right, the next category is emotion, 
And this movie just was completely mm. lacking in emotion. And part of that is because the acting was terrible. Part of that is because the dialogue was terrible. But also, there, there was just there's just no feeling there in a lot of it, especially with Aang. Like when Aang had to deal with uh, Munchiato's death, uh, when I had to deal with these things, I just wasn't feeling any of that at all. I mean, maybe we felt a little bit of that with Zuko and, and some scenes with Iroh. I think they try to compensate for like good, real, genuine feeling with like a, a sense of drama that they try really hard to keep and maintain. Uh, but it just comes out kind of flat and it kills any emotion for the most part that you would have. Yeah, there was, and it's interesting to talk about emotion because Katara is like one of the most emotional people, right? She gets ripped off for being emotional all the time and not a single moment in this movie that I feel any ounce of emotion from her. It was, it was just so flat to the point of non-existence. You don't get any of the dynamics between uh, like later at the end of this season, at the end of the season is one of our favorite fights of the entire season and it demonstrates such great Katara growth. Even if the fight in this movie had been good, it wouldn't have been that meaning because there was like no, there was no Katara development from a beginning standpoint or like. Yeah. Like you, you, like Katara feels helpless when, when she starts the series off and she's grown, she's grown so much after that, that you don't get a lick of that here. Not at the beginning or the end. It just, yeah. she's very, you know, you, we talk about Sokka and I'm sure we'll hit it later. You could basically just about throw both of them out yeah. and have a similar movie. Yeah, it's, and that's sad. Cause those are two Every time movies. you see her, I feel like she's on the verge of trying to fake cry tears, but not quite. I don't yeah. know. Real Katara will cry those tears real quick. She's good at it. And then other times she wouldn't be on the verge of that emotion at all. Other times she'd just be like, snap Katara confident and it'd be interesting. Yeah. And it's rough. It's it's really rough. This is probably, yeah, this is the worst aspect of the film for me. It gets a two out of ten. I've never even said those words before. I never said the word two. I just count one, three. But anyway, uh, what's your score on emotion? I was actually... Probably too soft. I gave it a four because I felt like it tried to be more dramatic and more tense than the TV show. Well, I think you mentioned it, it before when failed, we were watching but... that there were some moments with Zuko and Iroh, especially when uh, Zuko left Iroh after he faked his death. And it was, it was still really poorly done, but at least I felt something. Like, I felt Iroh being sad. And I feel like, like I said, that it, I think it tried, to main, tried really hard to feel... I don't know, more mature, more dramatic or something. It did a poor job, hence the low score. Maybe not low enough, but pretty bad. Yeah. All right, uh, we're going to move on to action. And <laughs> this movie is, like, weird with the action sequences because, like, we watched the bending in Avatar, and it's really it's, it's really hard-hitting. It's really um, impactful, and it happens... Pretty much instantaneously. Really responsive, maybe? Responsive like it, when it comes to the movements. And here, it's like, you want to see me airbend? You want to make a tornado? Okay, let me do a lot of arm movements. Let me do a cartwheel. Now I'm ready. <laughs> are those are those warm-ups, or are they part of the move? Like, are you stretching before yeah. you throw that move? How does that go? And so it, it makes all the action sequences feel so stagnant when characters have to pause and do a dance before they can throw magic at them like this is this is magic you're not yeah you're not trying to like summon something with some type of naruto jutsu 
And then there's like bullet time, but then it'll be intercut with not bullet time, but kind of just at a moment's notice, and it's really hard to watch. Yeah, I can't. I can't point to, and some of them are some of the action sequences are really short lived. Also, you don't get to be in them too long. Um, like if they that Zuko versus Ang fight, which there wasn't enough of. Um, it was barely a fight. Yeah, it was barely a fight. If, if there was, if that was drawn out, and they were actually bending the elements. And, and that's also one thing they didn't they fought a lot without the elements even people who had clear usage of the elements they did a lot of hand-to-hand fighting more so than i've ever seen from a bender in avatar and the hand-to-hand fighting though weirdly not bad some of it was good. there was a zuko when zuko was training that was pretty good yeah for a training some of that so, stuff was solid although because it was trained there was no conflict there but then it's a like it's a karate movie yeah, yeah. But for what it's worth, uh, we're watching Avatar The Last Airbender and the most interesting parts of the movie were some of these martial artist sequences. That's not good. No. Not a good time. So for me, action gets a 5 out of 10. I gave it the same, and we're probably being too generous. Well, yeah, it, it's With. fine. Like I can point to some things and being like, all right, all right it's fine. Um, I don't think it deserves really necessarily anything below a five. I'm not gonna hate people for giving it. I'm not gonna hate anyone for saying this movie is the the Antichrist. Um. <laughs> I I really like. There's a lot of certain scenes that stick out in my mind that are essentially action, like at the end when they're riding the Komodo dragons mm-hmm. uh, and the big the giant waterfall that like the tidal wave being created. Yeah. Some of the martial artist sequences. Or I think the best point that we probably made in the entire movie is there's that stupid boulder sequence in the Earth Kingdom where they all dance and it turns out they're not actually bending. They're just doing a haka dance. And then one guy does a really big sequence throwing boulder and it looks really stupid. And then he turns around and throws up an actual rock wall like you would do if you were an an earthbender to block a Fire Nation attack. And it looked really good. And that's like the highest high and the lowest low of that movie back to back. And I was like, well, that's like a 10 and a 1, so it's a 5. <laughs> that's, that's how the movie felt to me. Uh, that's right. probably terrible reasoning, but yeah. whatever. That's category. It's not the worst facet of the film. Let's put it that way. Well, yeah, you're right. That's category. And I think this is one we're most far off on uh, <clears throat> is comedy. And there's no comedy in this movie at all. Did it's you fun. count unintentional comedy? I did not count unintentional comedy. <laughs> okay. Me I did laugh at some moments, yeah. though, but I didn't count that. Um, in it, this, in this part, I think it's hard to separate the source material from uh, from the adaption. And you know, I want to be objective and everything because they didn't go out and say, "Hey, this is going to be a straight up adaption that we're going to transfer everything over." So I'm not going to give it's it too not much for the exact same audience. For, yeah, for not being as comedic because Avatar: the Last Airbender is a really funny show. Um, so I'm not going to give crap for that. But also didn't try to do anything. It tried with that one stupid soccer joke with his mother, and that was with his grandgram, and that was just so freaking dumb. Um, it's hard to watch. Yeah, I don't. I don't have much to say about the comedy in this. Uh, my score is based almost entirely on uh, most of the comedy in the TV show comes from Aang and Sokka's characters. They're just mm-hmm. natural charisma, and all of that is gone here. And even if it's not trying to be a comedy movie, it's like just you've almost ruined those characters. But not yeah. so that weighed really negatively on my harsh score. But just in general, if you've watched us at all, you know that I tend to value stupid humor uh, way more than I should, and that shows through here. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. So I give comedy a five point five out of ten because it's not at least offensive comedy, and it, and it didn't get in the way of the story. Well, how could it? It's not. Existent. It was non-existent, <laughs> so it's a very small hurdle. I gave it a three for all the reasons stated. Uh, literally the least funny movie maybe of all time even unintentionally it's not that funny because yeah, it's more like, cringy than and the gag so we watched the gag reel yeah, at the end yeah. and at the first at the very beginning the gag reel is like okay it's not great but it's kind of charming cute and then it turns into like two minutes of just them dancing yeah. all over and it's not funny or gag like whatsoever so even the gag reel was a letdown the gag reel i found the gag reel more entertaining than the movie or the first the first section of the, of the gag, gag reel before they just and they're even the dancing first you're like oh that's cute and it's yeah. like all right yeah, is this was... is this it now is it so go watch the gag reel don't i'm kidding probably don't oh. it's just take our word for it it's fine yes ah i gotta throw my mouth again like i did before literally at the end of the movie and i like just stopped recording he's like i think i just threw up in my mouth i'm not lying <laughs> and really we did didn't catch it oh i wish we would have caught it that would have yeah. been gold mm-hmm. Okay, uh, next category is acting, and acting in this movie, I do I do think we need to separate some of the actors in here, because there's some, there's two that do a decent job, and then the rest do a horribly crappy, the crappiest crap crap you could crap job. Um, so the two did a fairly good job, Dev Patel as Zuko, I did feel his angst a lot of the time. Um, he wasn't getting up to work. He wasn't getting enough material to work with, but I still feel like he he went into work trying to do a good job, knowing that he's capable of doing a good job. Um, Sean Tobe as Iro. Uh, <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> don't do Iro like that. He deserves uh, better. It's, a, it's, a, it's so terrible. Oh, we'll chalk anyway. that one up as a negative yeah. in the directing category. Sean <laughs> uh, did a fairly good job of being uh, a version of Iro that is that isn't as goofy, but he can still be a little bit laid back, and he's still somewhat caring for Zuko. Everyone else just did horrible. Like, the line delivery was just so bland and so terrible, and it was, it was just horrendous. I think we landed in a happy place with Iwe. Iwe? Iwe. You always I still say Iwe. I don't know why. It sounded like something I'd say in church. Yeah. Um, I think we landed in a happy place with her. And there's probably little positives you could find about other things, but in general, it's easiest just to say that yeah, there's like two or three people that did a really good job, and then everybody else was either totally forgettable or absolutely negative. That's all I got. Yeah. Those yeah. those two characters stand out is what they were given, and in the context of the movie and sort of the tone of the movie, they're not like the characters you'd expect, but they do as good as they can in that movie. Yeah. Thank so- you for being in that movie. <laughs> we appreciate it. Oh, yeah, so Addy for me gets a 4.5 out of 10. If I took Iroh and Zook out of that, it would drop down to a 1, I'm sure. I gave it a 5 out of 10, and I kind of chalked up some of the action sequences into... I let those slide a little bit into my judgment of, like, you know, you're kind of acting, and you're really good at that one specific part, uh, hence the slightly too generous score, but 5. All right, moving on to the next category of directing or just producing everything behind the scenes. Um, there were so many. I don't want to say that you don't want to use the word creative choices, but <laughs> there are so many choices. Made creative in... is not always good. I guess <laughs> that um, sounds really bad, but it you, might be a good you sort metaphor. You had to get creative to just be spoon fed 
I'll try last airbender and then be like, I'm gonna get creative with this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna change names. I'm gonna take out some story elements. I'm gonna crunch all these episodes in here. So maybe creative is a word for it, but nonetheless, the directing in this movie is horrendous on so many levels. I mean, the way he directed the actors, if he if he got back the dialogue he was getting back and was like, you know, as a director, cut. That's great. Let's move on. No, you're a bad director. You should ask for more from your actors at that point. Um, and then, and then yeah, the the word changes and just the way this movie is edited, it's so. Why would choppy. you go through yeah. the trouble of changing words and names? Why would you even bother with that? How is that a spot where you take any creative I liberty? I, I don't know. I really don't know. I do. Nobody, right, it sounds like I'm mad at the <laughs> camera or something. Nobody, this is as close as I'll get to being sort of like dramatically mad at the film is there's so many like stupid things. That, like why would you even waste the time or energy yeah. to do that? Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, I would say this, and to bring in some bright side stuff here. The Komodo dragon... Look pretty cool. They were great. <laughs> and at one point, there was like two of them like sliding through the door, and they just, they yeah, even like, looked great, like fitting through the archway yeah, together. And, and like, the they looked legit. melting around them and stuff. Yeah. yeah. It looked like it could have been any other big budget I mean, fantasy maybe, film Komodo dragons. Maybe a rough rhino would look better, but you know, I like the Komodo dragon. It yeah. It's good. Uh, we commented uh, several times on, or at least I did, I was I'm really impressed with some like the background scenery and things like that looked really cool maybe not perfect or refined but it looked like a big budget movie that it's supposed to be at certain points um and those i think fall into the directing category yeah one of the other things that i think was done fairly well but didn't fit necessarily with the film was the score done by james newton howard i probably didn't Um, give that enough credit that was yeah there was there were some good things happening there that i think really sort of informed what was happening in the story but granted, that style of music, and this is admittedly subjective, that style of music didn't fit as well as Avatar as the as the uh, original music fit done by beautifully done by Jeremy Zuckerman. If you if you closed your eyes and you weren't paying attention to what this movie was and you just listened to this as a as a soundtrack, you might say oh, that's a really nice sounding movie soundtrack for. I commented on it was like a James Cameron Avatar soundtrack. Yes, yeah. uh, maybe not quite to that production value, but generally nice. I should have given that more credit. And then also I'm realizing that I was probably accounting for the Komodo dragons in the good acting part because they is fake <laughs> those, Komodo those, dragons. They added. Acted great. Uh, but even, you know, the characters riding them looked very natural and sometimes it really looks awkward in CGI stuff. So yeah. uh, I, I should have reallocated some of my points. It would have come out the same basically, but I should have reallocated in this category. But uh, there's some good to be had. This is probably the most dramatic part of like, uh, of the highest highs of the movie intersecting with the lowest lows of the movie in the right. directing category. Yes, yeah. Yeah, because we were watching, we are like, man, yeah, those dragons look good. Yeah, man, this music is hitting uh, kind of the right spot here. And then just the rest of the, the, the things that I go into, that I put into directing and behind the scenes of producing, just drug this down. Uh, so for me, it gets a 5 out of 10. My favorite part was at the very end scene, again, the tidal wave scene, and we were commenting, we are like, well, this is kind of cool. It actually had some amount yeah. of build up to it or whatever. And then it's like 30 seconds later, like, all right, this is too long. Yeah. <laughs> and it really, and then it has no climax and it is just yeah. too long. Um, I was too harsh. I, I said a three out of 10. <laughs> Again, if I could reallocate a little bit, I would, but ultimately I think my overall score would be 
would be the same. Long story short, I was just very upset about the most things in this category. Yeah. No, yeah, that's understandable. So that brings my weighted average score to a 5.0 out of 10. That seems that seems very objective because I hate this movie for a lot of reasons. You know, I, I earn You my feel personally name. attacked by this movie. Yeah. Like, I, for so long, thought to myself, I had a real hate for M.I. Shyamalan, and I love a lot of his movies. I had a real hate for him. Thought, if I see him on the street, you know, might punch him in the face. I'm not that type of person. I never get... Would like, you I'm, check and make sure he's M. Night Shyamalan first? Like, can I please see your ID? <laughs> it's like that John That Mulaney. guy looks like but Hitler. Sir, <laughs> <laughs> so we've been dying for a You're John Mulaney me, reference this whole time. If I saw Hitler on the street, one thing... I'm not good at <laughs> realizing who people are. are you Someone mean like killer innocent guy? Old old man. Yeah. Uh, shout out to John. I'm just Lane. saying, don't just don't try to punch a person that no, you looks know like M. Night Shyamalan. Me and Night were cool now. Um, I really love the movie Split, and I really love the movie uh, Glass. Even though somebody people didn't love Glass, I love it. All right. So, what was your? Uh, I you can't give your rating on your director. Uh, on, on directing I did a 3 yeah and I said it's too low but in general it would have all leveled out if I'd redo it but then uh, my 4.3 overall and I think that is probably what I expected going <laughs> in to come out with well below average but not sort of offensively intentionally a ca- it's not a cash grab they did not cheap their way through this movie <laughs> I didn't feel so it didn't offend me in that sense so that brings oh, our weighted sense. average score. It's about a, a 4.67, somewhere around there. 4.65. I probably, honestly, I would just ignore my rating and I would just pay attention to yours because no. you actually do this more often. <laughs> but the point is, I asked I asked him for context. And I think uh, normally you probably wouldn't do this, but he gave me some other movies for context. And relative to some of the other things that he had done, it felt appropriate. I thought. Yeah. Both of our scores, I mean. Uh, so do, do you have any uh, subjective thoughts like compared to the show? Subjective thoughts, I would say, uh, I will go back and say, I, when I think of really offensively bad movies, and I love video games, so I've seen some really bad movies, I think of just blatant, horrible, horrible cash grabs. And I don't get that feeling from this movie. I just get a feeling of why is this person directing this movie and what in the hell is he going for? Um, I Subjectively... After watching this, if two additional movies had come out, I'm so like bored into just disappointment with this movie that I would not watch either of those other two movies. I would not come back to this house and sit in this basement to watch them. For other reasons, I would come back to this house. Um, So again, it's not a pure hatred, just complete apathy and just willingness to forget it ever happened. And everybody else is willing to do that too. Uh, Things that, for me, things that the movie didn't do that I hate that it didn't do because it didn't follow the show. Uh, one thing, the music didn't tie closely. Um, there are some story elements, um, like Aang pretty much mastered the Avatar State by the end of this film. <laughs> the thing is, I see how Brian and Mike really hate, hated trying to uh, consult Am I on this? Because they're probably like, no, he can't master the Avatar State in the first book. That's not how it happens. And M. Night's um, like, okay, but what if he did? <laughs> um, so I hate that. I hate that they didn't use the ocean spirit in this movie is such a huge part of 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 the finale like that's such a huge scene ocean spirit that's a big one 
the I'm gonna say the way that uh, they treated the characters of Sokka, yes. primarily Sokka, but then Aang and Katara. Well, every character, but just uh, I'm gonna say Sokka being a very close character for me mm-hmm. uh, was another sort of directly okay. offensive, terrible use of that character. And there, I feel like there was one more that we were really harping on that was a big. I mean, there's plenty of major yeah. things, but. Appa didn't really have a role oh, in this story. Yeah, Appa. They hit him away a lot, maybe yeah. for cost reasons. Yeah, I just said it's not a cash grab, and yeah. they probably hit him. He had like I love that end of the character. So just mm-hmm. very very poor treatment of the characters in general, and then no uh, no no fish spirit. Yeah, you you would have so had no idea upset. that Aang and, and Appa were best friends. Like when when Appa gets kidnapped in a possible sequel to this movie that happened in some alternate universe, um, even alternate it, universes it, hate this. You'd be like. Why is Aang so mad? Like that's just his pet. Mm-hmm. But I actually thought of the other thing that I was act- the thinking of originally was the like treating Aang's past lives, and instead, I I love right. dragons, but he doesn't need the most fa- the most fascinating part oh. of being the Avatar is the past Avatar lives. Yeah. Why you got to go replace that with a random spirit dragon? And they didn't have Cole the Face Stealer. They oh, and Cole is such a creepy character he is and we need co because we hate kurok and that's integral i don't know how to pronounce that word either integral integral both maybe really disappointing so uh, yeah maybe like the entire spirit world aspect in every way it was i think it was lost on this was completely destroyed and maybe i'm gonna say that's probably actually the most offensive or you can lump it in with the lack of the spirit uh, the spirit fish (laughs) you can lump that in there and say that's the most offensive egregious i i get you gotta cut some things out for for the for the uh, big screen audience but that's the most fascinating part of avatar yeah of being the avatar uh so a couple things i actually think the movie did good and possibly don't throw stones at me improved don't slowly throw one stone at me with an elaborate series of dance i can easily just dodge (laughs) out of oh uh, so there's maybe just one thing. Maybe I, I was thinking of another thing, but one thing definitely, I like the tattoos on Aang. I think they're they're very uh, culturally appropriate, and also they just look really cool. That whole intricate designs and everything, and even when they glow, I think it gives off a really good uh, visual. They uh, we pointed out that they kept some detail when they glow, and I thought that was really mm-hmm. cool. Um, and just generally seeing them the whole way up his back in such fine detail is really neat. And it seems like a small part of Avatar, but when you're fishing for nice things, those did jump out early on in the film too. I also, I would say the the film, I would say it ended better than it started. It starts in such a jumpy, choppy, expectation butchering way. At least in the end, you get some semblance of like an actually developed scene, not well developed, but like the last thirty minutes containing the last three episodes of the season feels like a cohesive story in its own right i guess yeah the beginning is just hard to keep up with everything that's happening what you're feeling about characters it's like if you didn't watch the actual tv show and watch the beginning of this movie i don't know that you'd be confused you'd just be like these kids are acting very strangely very unusual children Uh, yeah um all right i think we're gonna wrap it there uh let us know what you think about the film if there was anything absolutely anything you thought was actually good from it um how did this film make you feel did it take you therapy to get through it did you want to punch in my Shyamalan? 
please let me know. And if you like this video, please like, comment, consider subscribing. And sincerely, thank you for watching. I'm out. Or we're out. Whatever. Let's go ahead and say thank you for putting up with this little uh, experiment, this two-podcast episode experiment with us. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, let us know if there's anything positive to take away. Good luck. We tried. <laughs> Chris, everybody's still listening right now. I'm leaving this in. It's too late. Yeah. Adds character. All right, see you guys later for real, okay?